Welcome to the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we're talking about it. What it? What's it? It ah. 2017. If you will come with me, we'll float too. We make that joke every time. It's great. And I'm joined by our it correspondent, Jordan Snyder. Jordan, Hi. how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ryan. How are you today? I'm pretty tired. My yeah. throat kind of hurts. <laughs> I have a sore throat for just dumb reasons, I guess. Perfect timing for a podcast, which I'm going to go ahead and throw a disclaimer in before we get into the real stuff. This podcast will probably be a little shorter than usual today for two reasons. One, we've already covered the story. Yeah, we, like we, we've, this is not any different really than our miniseries. Yep, there's, there's some changes, but not a ton. The basic same story, which we'll get into in a second. So a lot of this we've talked about, we're going to yada yada through some of that stuff. We'll, we'll highlight the differences and any like major like red flags you want to talk about, but we'll kind of just like skim over a lot of this clip notes. And then also my throat hurts. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to talk a whole lot today. And this is a two and a half hour movie. So it's just horrible. Talking well, let's really break this down. Let's talk about every minute of this movie. Every single minute of this movie. And I want you to go into full detail. But So this is the second time you'd seen it, correct? Correct. Yep. This and this was one of two horror movies that I've ever seen in theaters. Wow. And yeah, what do you I mean, think of it? You like it? Oh, oh, I love this movie. It is it is one of my just in general one of my top favorite movies. It's an amazing movie. It. I mean, it captures a lot. It's got great acting. It's got great just everything in general in, in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, I love this movie. It has a special place in my heart. I'll, I I probably told the part of the story before, but I'll tell the whole thing today. So I used to live in Los Angeles, and I used to work security for Warner Brothers. I've probably mentioned that before. I humble brag about it a little bit. But I think the coolest thing I ever got to do while I was living in L.A. was I worked the premiere of this movie at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood, like cool, the big yeah. night. And so, and I got to, I, got, I was fortunate enough, I got to work the uh, VIP metal detector, which is mostly just there for show, fun fact. Because, you know, that's where the celebrities come they, in. And, they don't put the batteries in there. They put the batteries in, but, you know, we just kind of be like, yeah, you're good. Like, for example, Seth Green came through, and it was just like, and he, Seth Green, he stopped and gave me everything out of his pockets. He, like, stuff he didn't have to, he emptied all of it. Because Seth, Seth Green was in there uh, first date, if everyone remembers. But he didn't really have to do that. I could have just yada yada him through. But, uh, no, he gave me all the stuff. It was very nice. Nice. Cool. Yeah, having a great night. So, uh, very pleasant Seth Green interaction. Yeah, it was fun. So, I got like, all the stars from the movie went through my gate, which is really cool. And then I got to watch the movie. And we were getting night vision goggles because we're basically supposed to look out for people recording the film. I'm going to post online. It's the premiere. That's probably not going to happen. It's all the cast and crew. <laughs> so, you know, you're just kind of there for show. And I was just watching the movie. They offered me my lunch break at one point. I'm like, no, Pennywise is on screen. I'm watching this. <laughs> you have to see. So that was super fun. I got to briefly interact with pretty much everyone in the cast who, who showed up there. So, yeah, I, I love this movie. It's got a special place in my heart because that was such a fun thing to do. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, to see all the, the cast and crew of the, of the movie, and, mm -hmm. you know, be the first one to, to witness this masterpiece. It was awesome. I only got to do it with uh, It, and then the other one uh, I got to work for was um, Crazy Rich Asians. So okay. both of those yep. were just awesome. But uh, it's a horror movie, so it's a little more special, I think. <laughs> uh, but even beyond that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but this movie is amazing. Well, the point of this podcast is we were trying to create a master list of rules to survive any and all horror movies. 
no matter how long they are. <laughs> so we're going to be going through the plot of it beat by beat, decision by decision, to see if we need to add any new rules to this list, even though we're not going to dive into every beat, every decision this time, because we've done it before. But spoiler alert for It 2017. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Let's dive into it. All right. So It 2017, just a reminder, this is kind of the, the story is about uh, the town of Derry, Maine. Um, there's an evil force that lives in the sewers beneath Derry. And basically this, this being takes the forms of things that you fear. It smells what you fear the most. And that's, it's kind of like a boggart in Harry Potter. So each character in this movie sees Pennywise, interacts with it, gets really scared by it and runs away. Or gets eaten. <laughs> Mostly gets eaten. And most of the time it takes the form of Pennywise the Dancing Clown, played by Bill Skarsgård here today. Iconic. Oh, yeah. He fantastic job at this at this role. Yep. Um, I mean, I would even argue he's better than uh, who, who... Tim Curry. Tim Curry. I think he's scarier. I think he's oh, scarier. Yeah. But I think that's the point of this film, too, is yeah. just how scary can we make it? Yeah, because the original was a miniseries for TV. Mm-hmm. This is hard right. R. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, it's very disturbing. The opening sequence, the famous opening sequence with Georgie, the little mm-hmm. brother, he goes out and we finally actually get to see him get eaten this time. And this little, this adorable little like five-year-old kid gets his arm ripped off and then just dragged really? screaming into the sewers. Oh man, that, that, that scene right there just, I mean, it sets the tone for the whole, the it, whole movie. It's perfect. And so that kind of sets the stage for this movie is, you know, this monster is taking kids. Kids are going missing. And just like we talked about and... The movie focuses on the Losers Club, which is a group of seven or seven main characters, these kids who become friends over the course of the summer and have to fight Pennywise. And so over like the first half of this movie, it's really just like us getting to know these characters and one by one, they each have an interaction with Pennywise and they they barely survive. Mm-hmm. And Pennywise is just toying with them because fear makes them taste better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he yeah, the the more that the victim is scared and as fearing Pennywise, you know, the stronger he gets, the the more desirable that that victim is for him. Yep. And so he the Pennywise works as his best when he's on his own one-on-one with the victim. And so that is kind of the whole point of this movie is like stick together as a group. Don't split up, gang. Yeah. Let's split up and look for clues. That I mean, spoiler, we get to the end of the movie and we see that how that is a huge factor in either staying alive or being killed rule number 19 don't split up gang rule 12 wait for backup even if it's just like some fellow 10 year olds i don't know how old these kids are yeah sticking together and and working together is how you win this and that's true with a lot of horror movies Mm -hmm. you know you you had there's a advantage of numbers so keep that in mind if you're fighting an evil clown entity Mm -hmm. stick together exactly and and that rule kind of you can apply that to your life yeah you know Uh, safety numbers yes a lot of the time. Plus, if you have someone who's with you who's slower, they might be the one to get eaten instead of you. So just have a large group. Exactly. Our, it makes you think of our Dungeons & Dragons campaign that we did a horror-themed one. And the big and I was the dungeon master for that. And the, the big problem I kept running in with you guys is you guys wouldn't split up ever. Nope. So I, I almost never got any of you one-on-one with the killers. And the one time we did... Ended up... Yes, yeah, the one time yeah. you ran off on your own like a dumbass. It did not work out. You got yourself and Cole's character killed. <laughs> but anytime you guys stuck together, like, no one died. That was fun. But let's let's talk about these seven characters, because that's kind of the focus here. Just a reminder that it's the same, basically the same as it was in the, the miniseries. But we have Bill, who's kind of our hero kid. His little brother is Georgie, the one who gets killed in the opening, and he's leader kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kind uh, of in charge of bringing all the, all the gang together. Yep, he's the glue. And his best friends are Richie, who's the class clown, 
uh, obnoxious. <laughs> uh, but he's played by Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. He's Mike in Stranger Things. Hmm. And then we have Eddie, who's probably my favorite. He's like the hypochondriac one. His mom has him taking all these medications, um, but they're all placebos. None of them are real. He's great. He's played by uh, Jack Dylan Grazer, who's in the Shazam movies. He's like oh, the foster yep. brother in Shazam. Yep. What, uh, what I like about Eddie's character in this in this film, as opposed to the miniseries, is he seem he doesn't seem as that like nerd who has all of these like medical conditions. You know, he doesn't come off that way right no. away. He he's got like spunk to him. Like he would just be a normal kid if his mom wasn't terrible. Right. Exactly. So Eddie Eddie's great. Eddie's probably my favorite. And then there's Stan, who is the kind of the neurotic one. Uh, he's Jewish. There isn't much to him. He's like kind of the least developed, is, I'd say. I forget. Is he a Boy Scout in the? Yeah, he. Uh, in the yeah, he was like a Boy Scout in the original miniseries. Okay. So the four of them are friends at the beginning of this, and then the other three join them over the course of this movie. Uh, we have Beverly, who is the only girl in the group. He's, she's the one everyone's got a crush on. And then we have Ben, who's the new kid in town. And what's interesting is, in, in and then Mike is the third one. Mike is the homeschool kid. He's also black, and that so each of them has something that makes them uh, the the bullies come after them. Yes, uh, yeah. racism from Mike. Beverly's accused of being a slut yeah even though she's like in middle school horrible <laughs> ben's the new kid and kind of tubby you know stuff yeah. like that ben ha- or bill has a stutter all this horrible yeah. stuff because yeah. you can you can relate to one of these characters yeah if yeah if you if you can't relate to one of them then you're probably relating to the bowsers <laughs> yeah he might have been a bully but the big difference here is in the original miniseries mike was kind of like the one who knew all the history of Derry mm-hmm. and, right. and told him all about these horrible events but ben and is the one who it's ben this time and for Ben, he um, he's new in town, she hangs out in the library, does a lot of reading, and he's like, oh my god, the death rate of this town is six times the national average for adults. That's like, not even counting the kids. First of all, what middle school kid like researches that kind of stuff and even thinks to, oh yeah, this town we just moved to, I'm going to see how many people die. Well, yeah, I guess when he shows up, why are there so many missing posters of all these kids? <laughs> I I've suppose. Seen this, what is, this is weird. So everyone should know they're in a horror movie. Uh-huh. Rule one, we're here. Yep. And so the first, like, half or even more than that, two-thirds of this movie is just these seven becoming friends. Because not only is Pennywise after them, but there's a whole gang of bullies led by Henry Bowers, who's... This this actor does so good. This kid is insane. <laughs> and at least, like, we get a little bit more of a backstory from because his dad is abusive. So it explains a little bit more. But holy shit, Bowers is yeah. insane. Yeah, you gotta have a pretty messed up relationship yep. to do what he does in this movie. And then we have a uh, Vic and Butch, or Vic and Belch, his uh, two bullies from the miniseries. And Vic was the one who won Night of the Living Pleb in That's right. the, yep. part one. Eddie won the Randy Meeks Merit Badge. Yes. And then we have one more bully. They add um, the character Patrick Hawksetter. Just another bully. He's a pyro <laughs> in this. Uh, he wasn't in the miniseries because if you've read the book, you'll know that the most horrifically fucked up thing. That happens besides the orgy scene is Patrick Hawksetter's character who gets the most horrific death in the whole book. They did not put that in the miniseries. I was like really hoping they do that chapter in the book or in this movie, but they the didn't. Movie. They just they, they do kill him off, but it's not yeah. the way they do it in the book. Kind of disappointing a little bit. It just sort of like oh here's this character now he's dead. Yeah, this, this is the one part of the movie I don't really like. It's like this is all you did with Patrick Hawksetter. Mm-hmm. Like come on. He's so infamous. Do the real death, you cowards. I guess they had to draw a line somewhere. I guess. 
But yeah, so the, the whole first like two thirds of this is just them avoiding the bullies and avoiding Pennywise. So let's talk about some of the greatest hits here. Just a couple of the ones that stand out in terms of rule-wise. Because I think most of the losers do a good job basically just running away. Yeah. Nobody, uh, there's no real dumb mistakes. For play, most of them. For most of them up to this point. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they seep their fear and take off running. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's different for all of them. There's one of the losers we got to talk about, and that's Ben. Because Ben is hanging out in the library, as he does. He's reading a story about how back in the early 1900s, there was an ironwork explosion which killed 100 people, including like 88 kids, on Easter, during an Easter egg hunt. And there's a picture of a, a kid missing his head, and the, the head is up in a tree. And so he sees a balloon float by going down into like the archives of the library. And there's like a bunch of like Easter eggs on the ground. And he follows it down there, and he ends up getting chased by a, a headless corpse of a kid. Yep. And Pennywise. Why the fuck should he follow that balloon down into the archives? Yeah, there's no reason for that. Curiosity I mean, is all I got. Curiosity is it. And, I mean, even if you want to argue the the fact that Pennywise used some sort of, like, trance to, like, lure him there, still, like... Break the trance. Yeah, break the... Like, snap out of it. You know, it's just because a villain has hypnotic superpower. Try and fight it, at the very least. That is a rule. 47 is fuck destiny. Fuck powers yeah. that are like supposedly supernatural can make you do things. Like worst case scenario, there's nothing you can do about it. Try and fight it though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're already there. You got nothing to lose. And then also, rule thirty two plays stupid games win stupid prizes. If you follow creepy balloons and Easter eggs into a basement, you might get chased by a headless Od- corpse. Yeah, in odds town. are not against or not in your favor to end out well there. Everyone else just follows rule eleven and gets out of the situation that they're in. Get out! All of them except uh, Ben. Then we have Patrick Hawksetter, who we just talked about, the bully. At one, you know, after this happens, Ben runs into all these bullies, and <laughs> they start carving uh, Bowers' name into Ben's chest. So Ben ends up kicking away and then falling down a hill, so the bullies chase after him and end up splitting up. Don't split up, gang. Because even for the bullies, there's still True. murders happening in this town. They're in a horror movie as well. Is this is this the, po- the point in which Patrick goes off and gets killed? Yep. So right there. Yep. Don't split up, gang. It happened that it killed somebody. He goes off on his own. He's also being a huge menace by being a bully. Rule four. Yeah. Threatening to like Ben's hair on fire. But he goes into a sewer pipe to find him and hears voices inside. And he finds a whole bunch of like dead zombie kids and he tries to run away, but he gets lost and hits a dead end. And so Pennywise gets him super easily. Yeah. Maybe you don't like terrorize kids and chase them into sewer pipes, Patrick. I don't know. Just a thought. Yeah. But that this that's kind of like the general like first two thirds of the movie, and it's, it's all stuff that was pretty much we talked about in the in mm-hmm. miniseries. Right. The other big change that we really didn't get in the miniseries is the uh, the well house, the Niebolt house, uh, the, mm. on uh, the, this abandoned house on Niebolt Street, and that's kind of like the centerpiece of the mystery for this movie. And basically, Ben's theories show that all the horrible shit is connected to the sewers, which is connected to the well house, and they eventually realize. That's the old creepy house on Niebold Street. And so from like from here on out, I think we can just cover the rest of the movie normally. Sure. So eventually, once these kids all, all finally talk and communicate, uh, communication is key. That is a rule. Uh, rule number 58. And they talk about like, oh, we've all seen kind of the same shit. Uh, something awful supernatural is happening here and nobody's doing something about it. Let's go take care of it ourselves. And so, I, I, you know, we talked about in It Part 2 when they come back as adults. Why the fuck did they come back here? Like, they didn't really have to. No. I mean, yeah, they didn't. There was no reason. But as kids, you're kind of stuck. 
So stand and fight as a group. I like it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go to the Kneebolt house. And three of them are going to go inside while the other four stand watch. And that is Bill, Eddie, and Richie. Uh, okay. Splitting up. I'd rather have them stay all together. But like a group of three and a group of four isn't terrible. Yeah, you still have, you're not alone. Yep. Unfortunately, Eddie, Richie, and Bill all separate from each other once they get in the house. And they all get terrorized by Pennywise. And uh, Eddie even falls through a hole in the floor and breaks his arm. That's a good break. Yeah, it was, dude. It's just arms all floppy. <laughs> and eventually the others, all the other losers all come in and they, they fight Pennywise, sort of. I mean, it's really just Bev. Bev yeah. shows a metal shows fence up. post through, her fa- mm-hmm. through his face. It's freaking awesome. But they're all horribly traumatized by this. Oh, yeah. Rightly so. Yeah. <laughs> so, and this is kind of the end of the second act of the movie. Because they, they get out of the house. Pennywise gets away. Escapes down the well in the basement. And they leave the house. Eddie's mom takes Eddie away because he's got a broken arm. And uh, the losers end up all, like, getting mad at each other. Because Bill <laughs> wants to go back and fight Pennywise. And they're like, we literally almost all died. Yep. So, they all split up. They're all done. They're not going to do this anymore. Because it's summer. And they're supposed to be kids, damn it. And so this is the part in the movie where they all go their separate ways, and it's sad. Yeah. So Pennywise, he's t- it's time to take his action. So the first thing he does is he wants to get Bowers on his side. So he, like, gets in Bowers' head and gets him to kill his own dad. Yes. Which is pretty good. Yeah, that's Deep it's pretty fucked up. Um, but for the dad, rule number four, don't be a menace. If you don't, like, abuse your kids, they won't snap. Mm-hmm. So good life lesson, don't abuse your kids. Mentally or physically. <laughs> and then on the other side, uh, we so oh yeah, I guess um, so this this isn't I guess the director's cut or the extended version, but apparently he kills his buddies Vic and Belch too. Oh really? Yeah. So he just snaps and starts killing everyone. Completely insane. Huh. Which you know did kind of happen in the in the book, but not or the miniseries, but not to this extent. Sure. But the other major thing that happens is with Beverly. So Beverly's dad is the creepiest fuck of all time. Yeah. Don't be a menace. Don't be a menace. <laughs> And so he's getting real creepy with her, and eventually she fights back and beats his head in with a, the, the back of a toilet. toilet. Yeah, the toilet topper thing. Does not kill him, but uh, okay, he's still alive. But yeah, beats the shit out of him, which we love it. Uh, rule 5, lock and load. <laughs> uh, you love to see that. But as soon as she finishes fighting her dad, knocking him out, Pennywise grabs her and drags her into the sewer. Not her fault, not that she could have done. No. But Bill's going to come over and see, like, she was taken, and there's a message from Pennywise saying, hey, don't come after her, you're going to die. This is where I want to implement a new rule. Uh, what well, I was thinking about it while we were watching this movie. And we've talked a lot about, you know, you shouldn't go rescue people, don't go looking for who are missing, don't be a good Samaritan, that kind of stuff. What happens if you're on the other side of that? What if you're the person who needs help? If you are a good friend and have, like, a good relationship with people and are just a nice person, people are more inclined to come rescue you from a bad situation to break the rules because they care about you. Yeah. So, I, I want to see what you think. Rule 62, be a nice person. Be a nice person, yeah. If you're a nice person, it'll allow people to break rules so that you can then, in the end, survive. Yeah. It's like it's Survivor. It's like playing this social game. If people like you, they're more willing to do something... That hurts their own game to help you out. Exactly. It's selfish, but it works. Yeah. And, you know, all the losers are going to come on a rescue mission to save Bev's life. Otherwise, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, uh, I think be a nice person. Mm-hmm. It's a good rule for the podcast. Good rule uh, for life. It doesn't cost anything to be nice. No. Now, 
on the flip side, if you know if you have a good relationship with someone and they get taken by a sewer clown, you don't necessarily have to go get them. Right. But they could come get then you. That, then breaks the rule of being a good Samaritan. Yes. All, all of the other losers besides Bev break a rule here to go on this rescue mission. They absolutely do. No one to cut ties, maybe. Yep. But Bev doesn't break the rule. Exactly. Uh, then they come, they come save her life. It paid off. Didn't cost her anything. And so this is the big third act finale of the movie. All the losers are going to get together, and they're going to go into the sewers to rescue her. They're going to go down the well at the well house. Mike, uh, he works at his grandpa's, like, sheep farm, where they butcher sheep. Yeah. And he brings, like, a bolt gun with as a weapon. So love that. And they're going to need it because Bowers is going to attack them in in the sewers. (laughs) And uh, almost fucking kills Mike with the bolt gun. Yeah. Because Mike drops at one point. That was... Rule 7, don't leave your weapon behind. That was intense. Yeah. I I thought it was going to happen. It's close. Mike, like, knocks out of the way at the last second. Right as he's pulling the trigger. Yeah. And eventually Mike knocks Bowers down the well, seemingly to his death. Spoilers, he's alive in part two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure how he survived that, but... Yeah, I think he landed in water, I think is how they revealed it. He landed in some water down at the bottom of the well or something like that. Hmm. Or some Pennywise magic bullshit. Well, that, that seems more... Plausible. Sewer clown magic bullshit. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yep. Somehow Stan gets separated from the others, and the same thing happened to him in the miniseries, and so he gets attacked by... Creepy woman. Yeah, there's a figure. portrait. Oh, there's a portrait of a woman that scares Stan, and so the, the painting comes to life and attacks him. So heavily traumatizes him. I, it's kind of unclear how he ended up on his own, though. Is that more clown magic? Curiosity. Maybe. A little bit, and then, yeah, clown magic. It's a little hard to say, but don't split up, gang. Mm-hmm. You're most powerful as a group. And I guess Bill does run ahead at one point from the rest of the group, too, because he's after, he's looking for George, his little right. brother. Yeah. So so here, here's where I'm at with Bill splitting up. I I don't hate it. Okay. Yes, it does break the rule of don't split up, gang, but he's got he's got the drive on mm-hmm. his side. He You know, he's motivated to, to basically finish the task. Yep. You know, he's not afraid of Pennywise at this point. So he knows he knows that he's got that on his side to help him, and and he sure. doesn't want to hurt his friends yep. any more than what they've already done. So I don't hate the idea of him splitting up here. Yeah, it, it makes sense within Bill's character. Yes, but every, everybody else, it, it would make zero sense. Yeah, but stick together, guys. Like I know you don't want, stick together. Right, you, you get best odds as a group. But they are eventually going to get down to Pennywise's lair, and, and Beverly already woke up there, down deep in the sewer with all these bodies of floating kids. And that when Bev wakes up there first, that's where we get the iconic scene of Pennywise doing that crazy dance. <laughs> <laughs> but she stands up to him. She's not afraid of him, which is like the key. Yeah. Um, but then he shows her his deadlights. Supernatural yeah. cosmic bullshit. Yeah. That Stephen that's, King made up. You can't. Yeah. You can't do anything against that. So Beverly is floating there. And so when the losers do show up, Ben ends up kissing her to bring her back. I mean, I like it. I like the... If you believe that it's going to work, it will. Which we we talked about this. Yeah. Um. And then the it miniseries uh, originally fifty nine believe you got to got to yeah. believe in yourself that this will work. Yep. Bill is going to fire Mike's gun at Pennywise and it's out of ammo at um at one point, and but it, it works. still works. Yeah. Believe. Yep. Now, but before that happens, once they get Bev back, they find Georgie and Bill kind of comes to the terms with the fact that Georgie is dead. So he pulls the the gun on Georgie, shoots which, him in the head, which. I mean, like, that took a lot of balls. Because, like, yep. could you imagine if, for some reason, 
Georgie was still alive and oh just trapped God. there, and now you just killed your brother? Yeah. The good news is it's been almost a year. Like, there's no way he's alive. Right. Roll 22, take the shot. <laughs> Goddamn. Bill does it. He does it. But then, you know, Georgie's corpse turns into Pennywise, and we get a bunch of fighting. At one point, he does hold Bill hostage away from the others. Pennywise does. He's like, hey, you guys can all leave. I'll just take Bill, and I'll let you guys all live. You can't trust that. No, no. Rule no. 24, trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! I was going to say, is there a rule no negotiating with terrorists? <laughs> I, that would fall under trust no one, because sure. you can't trust that they'll keep their word. No, no, no. Yeah. You know, I guess this would be a little bit of... Um, uh, rule number 29 is no half measures. You know, you can't yeah. just negotiate with this and hope it'll right. go away. No, you yeah. gotta end this. Mm -hmm. No more half measures, Walter. And they're not going to end it, unfortunately, completely. So Richie has this badass moment where he's like, seems like he's gonna abandon Bill. He's like kind of mad at Bill for getting him on this. And he's like, and you know what? Now I gotta kill this fucking clown. It's like, <laughs> you're goddamn he right. a baseball bat to the head. Oh, and so this is where we go kind of like Harry Potter with like the books, uh, with the Bogart. Yeah. You're supposed to go with more than one person because the Bogart will get confused on what to turn into. And mm -hmm. that's kind of what happens here. You know, each fear, if the loser can't face it and fight it, then the others just step in and just beat the shit out yeah. of anyone. <laughs> yep. Absolute beatdown, seven to one fight. And holy shit, is it awesome. This is so fun. Yeah, it's it's a blast just watching them go to town on Pennywise and yep. beating him up left and right. Yeah, that's great. Like, at one point, he turns into Bev's dad, and mm -hmm. Bev just shoves a metal pipe down oh. his mouth. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> Absolute badass. Like, uh, they spared no expense with the noise and, like, just the gore from it. Uh, and then, like, Eddie gets puked all over a bunch of slime because he's, like, afraid of Jeremy. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool because like, you know, they're all standing up for each other and they're all standing up against their own fear and it's a really it's a good ending yeah you know, and they all do it together pennywise's head starts falling apart and he looks like he's dying and he just drops down a sewer pipe like deep below he's not dead mm -hmm. he just goes into hibernation for 27 years mm. so th they did not double tap they rule did six. not i <laughs> They they like yes. quintuple tap yes but, but like the idea of the double tap <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is just make sure they're down. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't finish him off, and they they probably should have. They definitely should. have. It's a big ask for like twelve year old kids. However old these kids are, it's a big ask. I get that, but still, mm -hmm. if you had finished it off, you wouldn't have to come back for it chapter two in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, they all get to the surface. Everyone's alive and injured, but they they're all gonna make a pact. Like, just in case Pennywise isn't dead, they'll all come back and fight him again. And so they just swear a blood oath. And that's pretty much where the movie ends, to set up the sequel. It's, like I said, this is very much the miniseries, which is mm -hmm. like a few changes and a bigger budget. Um, yeah. So if you want more detail on some of this stuff, you know, check out our episode one of the miniseries. But yeah, that, that's it in a nutshell. We yeah. yada yada through a bit. <laughs> we did. We made it through. Definitely a, a better movie than the original. Um, yeah, as yeah. much as I like the miniseries, this is better. Yeah, I mean, eighties movies and things like that, like they're great, they're fun. Mm -hmm. um, but we like modern. You like modern. I love modern movies. I love everything. I love everything, but I, I do love this movie. Except for Star Wars, I do love the original yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's not get into that. Let's have <laughs> another podcast on Star Wars. So that's it. But we did get one new rule, and yeah. that is rule number sixty-two. Be a nice person. Be a nice person. Yeah, simple as that. That's that's it. That's all. That's all you need. 
Let's get into so what with a lot of these remakes and reboots. What's always interesting to me is does the same person win Randy Spirit Badge Night of Living Club? Will it work out the same way? Eddie won it for uh, in the miniseries. I don't think he will here. I, got I don't a, think so. I got I got a, a different pitch. But Randy Spirit Badge goes to the character to do the best job at following the rules. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Of course, based off Randy from Scream. Who are you thinking, Jordan? You know, I I kind of want to give it to Bill. Oh, okay. Like, I know I said earlier that, you know, he broke a, a couple of rules, but, you know, I think just based on how his character played out in this movie, I think I want to give it to him, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. I was thinking Bev, because Bev and Bill do a lot of the same things where they want to go keep mm-hmm. fighting this, but I think Bev does it in a smarter way than Bill. Well, Bill will run off on his own. Sure. I was keeping track. Bev never split up from the others. The only time she was separate was when she got fucking kidnapped. Yeah. She took down her dad on her own. And then, rule 62, she's a good friend. They came and rescued her. Otherwise, yeah. she would have died. This may be not her running off on her own, but the, the scene where she's in the bathroom, mm-hmm. she does, curiosity does get her to where she takes the tape measure yep. down the drain. Like She could have just left that and been, yep. um, the voices are just weird. But who would have expected a thing of hair to pop up in the sink and grab you? <laughs> that sounds a little extreme. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Bill running off his own, while it sure. makes sense, I think brings him like a step below sure. Bev. Yeah. And the one thing in the, the fight in the Niebold house, Bev was the one to do the damage to Pennywise. You're right. The whole metal fence yeah. through his head. So my pick is Bev. What, are you I, okay with that? I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think that's all right. Because okay. referencing Harry Potter a little bit here, Bill's character reminds me of Harry. Mm-hmm. Where like, yeah, he's sort of the main character. He's kind of the guy that leads the, the charge, but... You know, Harry didn't do anything without his friends. Same thing. Bill really couldn't have done anything without his friends. And so that's where I think, yeah, I, I would agree. Bev's kind of the Hermione. Yep. And let's face it, without Hermione, Harry's dead. Oh, 100%. Super yep. dead. He wouldn't have survived up, or movie one. No, no, not at all. Uh, the devil snare would have got him. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> troll, heck. The, heck, yeah, the troll. Uh, switch and flick. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so Beverly wins Randy Meek's Merit Badge. This is actually her second time winning because she won it for part two of the It miniseries. That's right. Yep, so she did. two Randy Meek's Merit Badges to Beverly Marsh. Well, she, she can get a third in it, chapter two. Mm. All right, let's move on to Night of the Living Plow, which goes the character to do the worst job at following the rules. Of course, based off Barb from Night of the Living Dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Who do you think for this one? Part of me wants to say Patrick. That's where I'm leaning. But and I also kind of want to throw out uh, Henry's dad. Okay, that's a good one. The one thing, and, and, and you know, we just talked about how it, like fuck destiny. But something in the book is the adults are almost like put under almost a spell where they don't notice or don't acknowledge sure. what Pennywise is doing. Now that doesn't really matter. He's also a horrible, terrible person. We never actually see him in a true horror situation. Sure. So it almost feels a little bit like cheating to give it to him. How about a strong give, dishonorable mention? I was going to say, yeah, a dishonorable mention to, to his, I don't even know, what's his name? Uh, Butch Bowers, I Butch, think. okay. I think his name is Butch. You know, and I, I don't want to give it to his son, uh, Henry Bowers, because right. he's kind of nuts. And yeah. we try not to do that here, because mm-hmm. not necessarily entirely his fault. Right. What yep. happens? Mm-hmm. Patrick, on the other hand. Yep, Patrick. <laughs> Uh, you know, he and the other bullies did split up at one point to hunt down everybody, but Patrick's the one who went into the sewers by himself. Mm-hmm. He's being a horrible, terrible meta, hunting kids, trying to set them on fire. 
And then once he does get into the horror movie proper, he runs the wrong way in the sewers. He panics, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Ten. And <laughs> not only that, he was like using, he has like a makeshift flamethrower, a lighter and like a... Hairspray, I think. You could have run into some natural gas something down there and just oh. blown the fuck up. Just, yeah, just lighting the lighter down there would have been not good. Not so. great. So that's just dumb in the first place. That would have mm-hmm. been really funny if he just accidentally blown up. The whole sewer just... <laughs> hey, might have killed Pennywise. <laughs> And everybody else in the town. You know, small sacrifice. <laughs> uh, so I kind of want to give it to Patrick. Yeah, I uh, want to give it to him. Okay, so Patrick is the night of the living pleb, and he is not a living pleb. Not anymore. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. it, it. <laughs> so we will go ahead and put it, chapter two, on the wheel. No wheel spin today. I'll go ahead and read everything that is on the wheel, but there's a reason why we're not doing a wheel spin. But here's what's there. It's Carrie, It, Chapter 2, A Quiet Place 2. It's another Jordan uh, mm-hmm. one, which will do. Uh, Tremor 6, A Cold Day in Hell, Child's Play 2019, Psycho 2, Scream Season 2, Episode 4, Happy Birthday to Me, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's what's on there. But a cu- couple of weeks ago, we spun a Tremor 6, Cold Day in Hell, and I said we would do that as soon as we could. That's what my dad might take a little bit longer to get that one set up. Sure. We're going to do that next weekend. Okay. So uh, no wheel spin today because Tremor 6 should be next as long as like a storm doesn't come through. Right. Yep. Upper Midwest, winter time. Winter happens yep. here. <laughs> we we miss important things like Vikings-Colts games. Yeah. Because of bullshit winter storms. That is, Yeah. Why? Who who created winter? Whose idea was that? Some dumbass. <laughs> uh, Jordan, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me again. As yeah. always. I uh, wish we had a little bit more to meat to chew on, and I wish my th- my uh, my throat <laughs> didn't hurt so much doing this today. Uh, we kind of yada yada through, but it was still fun. Yeah, we made it through. We we came. We conquered. Yeah. Yep. We got a new rule. We got a new rule, and it's been a minute since we got uh, the last new rule we got was for a quiet place. Uh, rule sixty one: know which phase of the apocalypse you're in. Yeah, very different type of horror movie. <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Um, do you want to plug any like social media or maybe a business or anything like that? Ah, yes. If you're looking for a custom cabinetry, come find me at SnyderCustomWoodworks.com. Hell yeah, uh, they got cool hats. Cool hats. We got pens, charcuterie boards. Yes. Uh, some some nice products. But yes. Uh, any social media or anything like that? Uh no, nah, I don't have any. Real social media at the time. You can find me on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> I guess, you know. MySpace, maybe. MySpace, yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at HowToHorror. That's how the number two horror. Go ahead and check us out on Letterboxd. We're going to be adding it to a couple of different lists. All-time ranking of every movie we've ever covered. It'll wow. go on there. Every movie Jordan Snyder's ever covered will be on there. Uh, be added to that list. Yeah. And I also have a list for every movie that has added a rule to our list. So okay. it makes that list, which is Alrighty. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, man? I got nothing else for you. All right. Good night. <laughs> nothing else for you. Um, all right. This has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.